Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. We are back with another episode recap of Dexter New Blood, episode three, titled Smoke Signals. This episode was full of a lot of anxiety for Dex. I mean, he's covering his tracks. We also got some updates with Matt Daddy, which I'm going to start calling him Matt Daddy. I like Matt Uh, Daddy. Almost confirmed that it's him playing the most dangerous game. So confirmed. Yeah. (laughs) So just to um, go back, I say we call Matt's dad, Matt Daddy, and the oil guy, Oil Daddy. Okay. Even though it is unconfirmed that he has children, Daddy. Daddy. Because old. They're both old. They both have gray hair. <laughs> yeah. We need, to, we need to figure it out. I think the casting there was deliberate. And yep. I think they really were trying to throw us. And it's almost obvious that it's Matt Daddy. And I think... They're trying to make a second guess, but no. No, I mean, the elephant in the room is who's the sniper. And last episode, I said, and you said, that right eye and that right eyebrow (laughs) is Matt Daddy, right? That's Matt Daddy. Now, him in the mask, and you see him come out with the rifle, that is Matt Daddy. That is the actor, 100%, no doubt in my mind. Still online, people are saying, oh, my gosh, she's the sniper. Now, you know, there are obviously casual watchers that just are watching it and they're not really like us just focusing on everything, trying to figure everything out. But to me, it's obviously so obvious and obviously so obvious, Kathleen. So obvious. (laughs) I just think now the point of the biggest point of the show is going to be Dexter's already on matt daddy's trail like he knows something weird is going on because why is he all happy and hammered why is he saying he talked to matt when we know matt's dead Mm -hmm. now that's going to be the point of the next however many episodes where dex is trying to figure out and he's going to be going back to the code and and stalking his prey so i'm in for it yeah i want to elaborate on all of that so let's go back to one the most dangerous game um of course i watch all these episodes with my girlfriend alex and she said, do we think Matt knew about this? Do you think Matt's a part of it? Do you think him and Matt do it together? Or do you think that it's just kind of like hereditary, sociopathic? Like, his dad's crazy. He's also crazy. He inherited those traits. Like, he's just a douche, you know? Or, yeah, or think, could Matt have been a part of it at some point, which is bonkers? Yeah, as of now, I think of it as the dad is actually crazy. Matt daddy's actually crazy. And Matt is just an entitled little bastard. Yeah, you know, and he just thinks he can get away with anything, and he he's just like a little trust fund baby who just can do whatever he wants. Yeah, um, if yeah. we find out the revelation that Matt was a part of it, that'll be pretty interesting. The only thing is, I think Matt Daddy's a dumbass because right. he finally figures out what twelve hours, twenty four hours, forty eight hours into freaking out, saying we need to find my son. That they're going to start canvassing the areas where he has the girls. Like, come on, bro. You're just mm-hmm. figuring that out now. So he has to quick kill his girl with his most dangerous game and then yeah. get rid of the body and and then say, oh, I found Matt. He's all good. Like, why now are you just going to, like, push the Matt thing aside mm-hmm. and try to get away with it? He should have known that they were going to be canvassing. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. That, it's that. And it's also he had to give his DNA. And I know that like the crimes he's committing is these girls are missing. There haven't been a body yet. Right. There hasn't been a right. body where people are like, oh, there's trace DNA. Whose DNA is this? So, I mean, he's safe there at least. But 
I don't know what he's doing with these bodies. Like him having to give his DNA for this is an issue as well for him. But I will say that Dex knowing that he's dead and him just being like, what the, why is he doing this? Yeah, what the hell is going on here? That is money to me. That is an amazing moment in television and just in general, when you know someone's lying Mm -hmm. for a fact because you killed the motherfucker, it's like, that boy is under my goddamn fire right now. Well, I guess at that point he was, I don't know if he was in the. No, nah, um, uh, he got rid this. of him at that point, right? Okay. Is that like a town crematory? What the fuck was that? Yeah. Well, if we're going to get into <laughs> that, I think that that's one of the big issues of this episode is they just gave Dex a fire to use without telling us anything about it. I took it as it's like the place where you burn your trash. Yeah. But that's asking for dead bodies. Yeah. I don't know. How that wasn't his first thought. I thought that he was like gonna like take over the sacrificial fire that the Native Americans were using. That's what I thought too. And like use it later in the night or something so that people talk about fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what I thought he was going for. Yeah. But yeah, instead he just uses I think it's a trap. I mean, if anyone listening wants to give us clarification at Binstown TV on Twitter and Instagram. Just hit us up. But I just think straight? it was just like a quick, uh, hey, we need to get rid of this body. So let's give him something to, to burn it in. Yeah. And also how amazing the ashes. No, not the ashes in the air. Well, that like, was I took it as that snow, but it's symbolism. No, no. It's literally the ashes. Really? That, uh, yeah. Which I was going to say is like, it's actually very sweet. Because that town is so snowy and cute and you would think it's innocent. But no, I really think that was the ashes. Really? I took it as just like it's snowing and it's symbolism. Well, he said Matt's ashes. I bet this is the closest that him and his dad have ever been. Yeah. I mean, I guess (laughs) we'll have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's in fucking sane if it's ashes, because what? Every time they put something in there, there's just ashes falling on the town. What is this? Pompeii? Yeah, right. (laughs) So going back really quick to Matt Daddy, we might as well talk about him a little bit more. I think that the point of this show or this season, the way the trajectory is going to go, is that Dexter's not going to kill again until Matt Daddy's going to get caught. I don't think he's going to be seven more episodes of the bad guy. I think he's going to get caught at some point in the next couple episodes. And then he's going to be that rich guy who gets away with it. Like he gets put in jail and then he gets somehow exonerated or something based on Mm. something that's messed up, based on the fact that he's rich, based on the fact that anything, the whole point of Dexter killing and having the code in the first place was because Harry was so frustrated when he would be the police officer and he would get these criminals and then they would get away with it, even though Mm -hmm. he arrested them. So I have a feeling that Matt dad is going to get on the table at some point. It's going to be because he got caught put in jail and then somehow got out of jail. I like that. Yeah. Um, moving on to Dexter. I mean, this whole episode was fucking anxiety ridden, but there's a lot of cool like Easter eggs from the original. I don't even know what to call it. Just of um, the doofy CSI guy was like exactly how Dexter was when he's yeah. like eyes up the scene and then just dives into it like theatrically. Yeah. I used to love when Dex did that because that's a skill, right? Like not every CSI could visualize exactly what happened and mm-hmm. him being that good 
was again, I'm like, Dex, you were very much one step behind. And then right. the fucking dogs feels like, duh, this is a huge, a missing person. Of course, they're going to have dogs. I was like, Jesus Christ, man, get that body out of your fucking lawn. Yeah, I thought that they were going to go with the whole the CSI guy was not good at his job because he's dropping the stuff and he's all yeah. clumsy and he just seems like he's not going to be good. And then he just starts killing it. And Dex was like, oh, shit. Which was funny because that's not what I was expecting. Yeah. The dog thing really cracked me up just because while the dogs are happening, Matt's still under the fire. Yeah. Dex took the clothes from Matt so that the smell would come from it and walked it around the whole land. Now, I get that the, the cameras can't see people, but if they would have checked the cameras again, they would see someone planning this evidence. Literally, we were like, heat signature cameras what is he doing he's running yeah. around like a like an absolute manic person and the <laughs> scent is all over the place and he and he sends it to the glove and he sends it all over but still like if i was him i'd be like all the dogs have to do is just show up at the fireplace and people might be like well maybe there's something here like i, I get that he thinks that because it's all over the cops are just going to say like listen these dogs just can't get the center it's all over we yeah. just can't figure it out and they're not going to dig everywhere but I was like, oh, my God, move the body when you move the clothes. <laughs> I also think it's a huge plot hole that they just left the crime scene unattended for that long, like overnight. I mean, literally, whoever was committing this crime who who killed Matt could go back and do exactly what Dex said and fuck with the scene. Right. Like you have if if you are going to hinge your entire investigation on like what the dogs find or what the, the CSI find. Oh, I guess he did the uh, vest thing after the CSI. So whatever. But if you're going to hinge a part of this investigation on the dogs, you better make sure this hasn't been tampered with. Right. Yeah. And also going back to the CSI guy, um, I'm a little upset that the rock thing came up because unless you're stupid, you pick that rock up and you clean it. Wipe the freaking floor a little bit. And like, it's been days. I don't know. But, you know, it's whatever. It's, it's <laughs> causing the anxiety. Yeah. We know the whole entire episode. Matt's under there and dogs are out. The cops are out. Everything could go bad. And while this is all going bad, Dex is dealing with Harrison going back to school. Him not having Harrison's back. He's dealing with dad stuff while yeah. all this is going on. Yeah, he's very sleepy. This We've got a tired man's on our hands. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked all the Harrison stuff. I like that they made him kind of like a baby genius, even though, I mean, he was in Argentina. Obviously, he hasn't had the best life growing up. Hannah died. He's pop popping around Foster Holmes. He's obviously just a, a very, very smart kid. I love that he was sticking up for this Ethan kid. But of course, now we've got big issues with Ethan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my one note I have is good grip. And I'm like, what does good grip mean? But on I just realized neck. it was on his neck. I mean, yeah. that was, a, yeah, that, that was I tight, out loud was like, that's my boy when he did that, <laughs> like, because yeah. that's a Dexter move. Mm -hmm. And it makes you wonder, like he says, it's the foster thing. Like, oh, it's tough being in the foster system. You have to learn a few things. Yeah, I don't know. That's a Dexter move. Like his mom's yeah. a killer, too, or his stepmom is a killer, too. Mm -hmm. And we still he's such a major wild card. I mean, now we know that he's pretty much a genius. We know that he can blend in very well. I mean, he's he's being Dexter. Yeah, like yeah. he's literally being Dexter, even though Dexter, we get his narration 
during the first eight seasons. So we know that in real life, he's awkward and he hates it and he doesn't want to talk to anybody and he doesn't feel feelings. Harrison could be the exact same and he could just be faking us out. Just like he oh. just like Dexter faked everyone else out because we don't have Harrison's narration in his head. Harrison is a chameleon like that's the Dexter qualities he has. Yeah, totally. Um, I I really like him and he obviously has a good heart. I can imagine that Hannah probably did teach him a few things about self-defense growing up. And she's probably from the school of thought of if someone messes with you, you mess with them right fucking back. Like you, you 10 times over, you know what I mean? Hannah didn't let anybody fuck with her. And that's probably how she raised Harrison right before she died. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's got a little, it could just be like, Oh, I grew up with a tough ass mom and told me to be a tough ass bitch. Or he could have inherited traits. I mean, Um, listen, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm not saying I think it 100%. I'm not even saying I think it 50%. But there's a chance that Hannah could be alive. Like, again, Harrison is a chameleon. He is not a reliable narrator. Oh, yeah. The only person that has said that Hannah isn't alive is Harrison. I love that idea, James. I know you do. But that's the thing. Like, (laughs) (laughs) for all we know, she could be in jail. She could be still in Argentina. He could have killed her. Anything. It could be anything. Just because Harrison says one thing doesn't mean it has to be true for us so far. Um, Dexter's obviously so far not looked into it to confirm that she's died. I mean, it shouldn't mm-hmm. be that hard. I don't know how obituaries work in Argentina, and I guess they might be under aliases as well. I don't think Harrison was, but I don't know. I mean, Hannah was a fugitive, so yeah. who knows? But there's a, there's a chance, and there's so many different ways this could go with Harrison. He could just be like this baby genius good kid. And that's freaking it. And he has a little rough side because he went through the foster system. I mean, he's been he's been an addict at some point. We know that he definitely had a rough time. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, narration. He said he's been an addict like we we don't know. Like, that's why Harrison's so cool, because we already know what his dad is like. We know who his dad is. So he could be faking us out just like Dexter faked everyone else out. Yeah. I like that. I actually really like that. And I'm going to subscribe to your own thing more than you're subscribing to it. I'm going to subscribe to it. Seventy five percent. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I would say I would say I'm at twenty five. So put us together and Hannah's alive. So we're good. <laughs> right. <laughs> Correct. OK, so, yeah, I mean, I thought it was really cool. I mean, Harrison showed a very good side sticking up for Ethan. We said it in the last episode. We were hoping that the tropes weren't going to come about where you know, that the jocks were going to be the assholes, but of course they're super assholes. Mm-hmm. And not only are they assholes in the way where they're going through Harrison stuff and kind of being sketchy and, and kind of just being jocks. Now they're catfishing a kid and pretty much torturing him. We mm-hmm. find out they've been doing it since middle school. And that's so cool of Harrison to realize, like, I mean, again, he's a new kid. Like he could have just been like, oh, that's screwed up. And then just be like, I'm going to let it happen because I don't want to like muddy the waters. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. But instead, he literally goes right to Ethan, tells him the truth. Didn't like sugarcoat it. He just told him the truth, told him how to get back at them. And then hand to the throat and then told the boys, yo, I joined the wrestling team. I'll see you on the mat. Like, damn, baby. I was loving it. That's a hot move. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick pause here. Not for an ad. We just want you guys to listen to this podcast promo. Some of our friends have their own podcast. And we want you guys to find all of the cool fantasy, nerd, sci-fi, pop culture podcasts 
we love showing the love to other podcasts that are similar to ours. So check this out, guys. Hi, everyone. If you're looking for a new pop culture podcast and you need something that doesn't set its bar too high or low, then our podcast is for you. I'm Luke, and with me as always is Nick. Join us for our bi-weekly pod centered around all things pop culture related. In our second season, we're talking all things 2021 through to early 2022's films, games, TV shows, and more. We also have a monthly in-depth series. This season, we're focusing on Batman, covering films, comics, animations, and we'll culminate in the release of The Batman in March 2022. We'll have guests, spoilers, jokes, and the occasional bad language. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and on social media at ConsistentlyPod to keep up to date. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe for extra content. Join us every other Wednesday for Consistently OK Time. Speaking of Harrison, let's talk about Harrison and Audrey. Um, I really like this relationship. They're obviously buddies. They'll probably kiss at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I specifically like when the car breaks down and Harrison leaves. That part made me anxious. I was like, this motherfucker is good. I really thought it was going to be Matt Daddy coming yeah. to take her. Yeah. But obviously there's something with this man it's like he's not gonna just be a red herring exactly there's no way he's innocent so what is it i mean he's like i I, it's like haunting i don't like him around i really don't and she's a tough bitch she'll say like fuck you to its face and obviously if you're gonna say fuck you to a serial killer wherever he may be like you're just poking him you know yeah i mean are we gonna say like the rich boy club like maybe they're a team um, I don't know. Like, it's like, like you said, right now, he just seems like a character that's very weird to have in the show. I'm sure there Great. will be a reason to have him, but we just don't know why yet. Because so far, the only thing we've had from him is technically, obviously, he's causing the problems for the town because he's the billionaire. He, we had the protest. We have the, the tension between Audrey and him, which has to come to a head at some point. And then he gave some of his resources for the search of Matt. Like, that's it yeah. so far. And you can tell that Audrey was kind of shook that he knew her name because mm-hmm. obviously he didn't. She never introduced himself. But he had that conversation with Angela, the chief, last episode. And she was like, yeah, that's my daughter, Audrey. So that's why he knows it. But it was like when he says it, I feel like she's like, the fuck? Yeah. I mean, she holds her own. I mean, she says, like, I know who you are, like, because he says you need a ride. You want to sit in the car. I mean, I get it. You're I guess you're being nice because you're saying it's cold out. But it's like, hey, you want to sit in the car? We got TV. It's warm. Yeah. What? Might as well be like, uh, hey, we got some candy. Yeah. You (laughs) want to get in the car? Um, Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't like that. No, me neither. And like, who whatever. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Um, But I really thought that was the moment because like we said last episode, we think it's going to culminate like the climax of this storyline with the girls getting taken is going to culminate in Audrey getting taken. Right. So when it just, when is that going to happen? I do think it's a little early. I do think we need some more, a couple of those like anxiety scares um, in order to make it like hot when she gets taken. I obviously don't want her to get taken, but I do care about her. I really like her character. So obviously like that's going to be a storyline. This to me isn't exactly how I thought it was going to go. But now, like, I thought it was going to be like we have a, a, a killer on the loose and it was going to be like a mystery. Now, I like we said and you said that eyeball, we figure it out right away. Yeah. But that could have been like 
if you're focusing so much on that eyeball, that's not enough. Like if that was the only thing, it could still be a mystery to find out later that he's the killer. But mm-hmm. now this whole thing has changed and we know he's the killer. Dexter knows something's wrong. I have a feeling that this is going to be more like a season four Trinity killer type situation. And again, let's bring up the fact that we are going to see John Lithgow at some point. So I feel like it's going to be Dexter figures out Matt daddy is a killer. Matt daddy might even find out that Dexter knows that he's a killer. And it's going to be like that game of chess where, yeah, you know, I know that, you know, you know that I know what are you going to freaking do about it, bro? Mm -hmm. And then just like with Trinity where RIP Rita, I love you. You know, it could be (laughs) as a part of a, you know, part of a chess move that he takes quote unquote Dexter's daughter or, you know, love interest's daughter and Audrey goes, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of where I think it's going to go. And I still do think it's going to be a thing where maybe Dexter really doesn't kill for a while. And then he thinks, okay, the code's here for a reason. Maybe I do have a purpose. This guy got out of jail. He got caught. Now he's not going to get justice. Well, now he's going to get the table, you know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, honestly, the way that this is going right now, I still, there is already rumors that there's going to be another season. Like it's already coming out and I don't know. I could see it now just because they are slow burning it i do think we're going to have a finish to this season like i do think that this season is going to have a conclusion but i don't know maybe it's a longer story that they do want to tell i mean i'm not going to be sad that they're going to give us more dexter of course we love dexter but for the sake of quality it scares me a little bit because that means that the season could be completely open-ended. It could be completely not unsatisfying, but it it does leave it open to be unsatisfying um, just to make a big cliffhanger, but we'll see, I guess. Um, Yeah. And while we're on the topic of Audrey, let's talk a little Angela. So she held her own a few times this episode. She's talking to Matt daddy and he's trying to give her shit. And she's like, listen, this is how an investigation goes. Okay. It starts one way. Then we figure out that there's foul play and then it turns into a murder investigation. So get off my ass. It's really funny because Matt Daddy is just like advocating for his son. And I'm like, fuck this guy because I hate both of them. But if it was an innocent person who got taken and a normal dad, I'd be like, yeah, advocate for your son, bitch. (laughs) You know what I mean? But this I'm like, back off, Angela. Okay, she's doing her best. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and it is obviously there's two sides of the story. But and and we do know from watching the show that Matt Daddy and Matt are are bad. So you don't have that sympathy. But. You know, the other thing we find out is Angela does have her ties to the Native American group. And did it confirm to you that Iris was just a friend, like a friend? When I, she was I younger? think friend. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Iris is a friend when she's younger. Angela has her ties to that side of town. However, you want to say it. I think she probably grew up there, you know? Yeah. And there's still a lot of displeasure yeah. in how the Iris thing went on both sides, I guess. And we have Angela that she's going to have that back and forth throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. I think where my confusion lies is my first impression was that Iris got taken when they were kids. So Angela could not be to blame for this, but maybe that community is kind of like not happy that she joined the police force, even though that should be like, she would be an advocate for them who obviously feel unadvocated for, you know what I mean? I think the displeasure comes when Iris is going to probably be one of those. She counts as maybe one of the 16 that have that disappeared. 
And maybe there are other people from that group that have disappeared. And they think that only the people from town are getting the attention. And yeah. Angela should be giving it to Iris and whoever else because she grew up with her. And Angela's kind of stuck on the fence there. She has ties to both sides. Yeah, so, I don't I don't know. I mean, we're going to get into it, I guess. We're going to find out some more. Yeah, I like that stuff. Like I said last episode, it adds more layers. I really I, I like that. Um, and I like Angela's. It sucks that like she'll never solve this case right. because her boyfriend is the murderer. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like You know, like you're rooting for her, obviously, to solve this murder case. But you're also rooting for Dexter more. That's how it was with his friends in the Miami PD. I mean, Deb, yeah. especially when she was the detective, when she was the captain, whatever. Until she found out Dexter was the killer. Dexter was actively going against what she's doing because most of the time who they're looking for is already been on Dex's table. Yeah. Exactly. Or he's looking at the same exact time and he wants to get to him first and kill him or her. Yeah. Yep. Um, or her. Yeah, exactly. Or her. <laughs> now, you know, some more with Angela. She she seems like a very good mom. You know, she sat at the table, did that whole thing with Harrison and Audrey about the deer and Audrey had a lot of feelings towards how the deer should be treated. The mom, Angela, pretty much says, like, listen, I'm, I'm actually sitting here. I'm on your side. Just talk to me about it. And we hear Dexter bring that statement back a little bit later, saying, Harrison, I'm sorry. You know, you needed someone to have your back. I didn't have your back. And then he says, from now on, this is me on your side. And Harrison says, thanks, Dad. And Dex is like, I like that. I know. It's funny, though, because he's like, that's my new favorite word. But it's like, bro, he was five when he was. There's no way he wasn't calling you daddy back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but still, I also thought that was cute. I'm just being an asshole. But um, one more thing, kind of speaking of Angela. I mean, so we have a new character. Forget her name. But Jamie Chung in Jamie real life. Chung's, love yeah. her. Mm -hmm. um, she's married to Brian Greenberg. Who She's an asshole podcaster, soul. man. Those freaking yeah, fucking podcasters can't trust them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think she's going to be a cool character in it. Uh, just getting in the way and probably getting to the truth faster than the police, maybe. Yeah. Um, she's not tied down by the law. I yeah. mean, she doesn't have the resources of the law, but she's also going to be another thorn in Dexter's side, because if you see in the trailer, she's going to be questioning a lot of stuff to Angela to around Dexter, just being like, Really? Like you think that someone just disappears or this and that, like things that, you know, that are going to add more to the to the fire, you know, add more fuel to the fire about where's Matt. And, you know, we see in the trailer, even Angela and I'm pretty sure Jamie Chung's character was a part of this conversation, too, where they're like, so you just got hammered and said you saw Matt on FaceTime. And what's the deal here, Matt, daddy? I think that it was so interesting that scene with Dexter and Matt daddy when Dexter shows up and he's like, Oh my God, I've seen my son. And there's been those scenes before with Dexter because he, he reads people well, but he already knew the truth anyway. So it just, it's just funny. It it's just good cracks scene. me up because Matt daddy's like hugging him being like, you've always been a good friend or something he says, or like you're a good friend for driving me home. And you forget that like Dexter's been there for four years and it's such a small town that even Matt daddy and him not necessarily are friends, but everybody knows each other. Yeah, I mean, the performance from Matt Daddy is excellent. Like, he's really decided, I'm putting this on right now, and I don't care who bumps into me, this is happening. I'm going to, everyone who traces back to me will say, yeah, he was celebrating, he FaceTimed his son, like, you know. All you have to do is say, show me your phone. I don't know how it's going to go. Yes. <laughs> because we literally. know that Matt's phone is was probably with him, and Dexter probably got rid of it, so 
All you have to do is say, let me see the call. But I guess we'll find that out. Yeah. The thing about Dexter to me, especially eight seasons that ended eight years ago. So now we're talking starting 15, 16, 17, whatever years ago. Yeah. You know, things are a lot different even then with technology and how things work. Like even at this point, I'm going like heat sensors, bro. Like the the video, you just saw it. What's going on? Like Matt's still under the fire and the dogs are, are going around. Like, I don't understand, but I'm not a cop, so I don't know how this all works, but I'm just saying it's, it's definitely anxiety central. And, um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. As our boy (laughs) Kyle would say in our wine owner herb coverage, everybody would cover wine owner herb. Check it out. (laughs) Boy, do we, do we miss anything? No, I mean, I think we hit every uh, big character. I mean, we didn't talk about Deb once. I loved oh, no, the bit of her that, yeah. shoving the body in the in fucking the wood meat grinder yeah. that, or wood chipper. That was hysterical. That's a little that Fargo was like, of you. Yeah, that was a very fun moment. Um, okay, I will say I liked her in episode one and I liked her in this episode. I didn't like her in two. She was being too annoying. This one was fine, though. This one, she's still being like, what are you doing, dude? Why are you doing this? What the fuck? But not as annoying as episode two. So I'm I'm liking her in this episode. And I loved the wood chipper scene. I, I laughed out loud at that. I was like, this is goofy. I love it. And we talked about it last episode. Deb is definitely different than Harry, where Harry never like grabbed Dexter. Like literally Deb puts him up against the mirror with a gun to his face in her cop outfit. You Harrison's know, like, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. And And she says something like, you got it's all yours. It, yeah, it's, all it's all yours. And then he uses that on Harrison. I took it like he actually wasn't reacting. Like he just was still standing there doing nothing. And yeah. maybe he didn't actually scream last episode, but I still think he yeah. did. Um, Maybe it was just in his head. But again, Deb is very much more forceful than Harry was. Mm-hmm. And that's true to form because Deb is <laughs> oh, yeah. overbearing as hell. But yeah. love her. She's she's a, a little extra, just like me. Hell yeah. Extra now, sisters, man. Any theories? Um, we talked about Hannah. Uh, I still think there's 25% chance she's alive. You think there's 75% <laughs> chance she's alive. So we'll probably see her around episode five or six. Um, I yeah. do think that what I was saying about Matt Daddy, that's how I'm taking the trajectory so far. Big, big wild card here is going to be what you call Daddy and Oil Matt Daddy. Daddy. Oil Daddy. Yeah. Oil Daddy in general, what his purpose of this series season is. Otherwise, the only thing I want to say is that it seems like we really won't get Dexter killing for a little bit because that's fine by me. I don't I don't always need him to be killing as long as he's scheming. And we didn't talk about the fucking bear. Um, Yeah. Well, that was funny because he's looking for. He's looking for somewhere to hide the bodies. And I'm glad that he talked to Deb and explained that he can't put it in the water because it'll pop up when the fishermen go for it. Yeah. The bear thing was funny because I was watching with our dad and I saw the bear in the trailer. So where he's in the cave and he almost falls and I was like, where's the bear at? And then the bear shows up and and our dad was like, dude, how'd you know that? I was like, (laughs) I just know shit's coming, man. I'm a podcaster on TV. (laughs) Could you imagine if you randomly was like, but where's the bear? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so so yeah, that whole thing was ridiculousness. Like, I don't think we got the answer on why he just had a random place to throw a body in the fire. Again, everybody listeners hit us up in sound TV. If we're missing anything, you know, I'm okay with it just being, Hey, let's get rid of the body. It was cool how he was saying, like, I need a long-term answer solution. And Deb was like, 
why? Because you want to keep killing. And he's like, no, because this body has to be gone for long term. Yeah. And but it is interesting because that is his head. That is his narration in his own head. So there Mm -hmm. is like a part of him being like, so what are you saying that because you want to kill for, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think the bear has an IMDb credit? I would hope so. Also, (laughs) I would just say that if a bear was chasing me, I would not take three steps out of the cave and get on my phone and answer the phone and just chill there. I would be running for a lot longer than that. He was acting like the bear had a shot collar on. And <laughs> yeah. as soon as he was out of the cave, he was safe. Yeah. Which is false. But yeah, no, I think we hit everything. I like our theories. Yeah. Three episodes in. I'm really enjoying the show so far. It's already way better than season eight. I think that our boy Claude Phillips is going to write the ship. I think he's doing everything right. It seems like it's exactly what we wanted from a return for Dexter. Yeah. I'm excited for episode four and we will be back for it. Yeah, baby. Well, yeah, you've heard it here, man. We'll be back for episode four. That was Bingetown TV. If you like what you heard, give us a follow on Bingetown TV, Twitter, Instagram. Shoot us an email. Tell us anything we missed, anything you want us to touch on. Send us wacko dumbass theories. We will read them on mic. We love that shit. Talk to us. Yeah, hit us up on those emails. We love talking to everybody listening, whether it's different opinions, different theories, telling us we said something wrong, telling us we said something right. If you want to be a supporter of the podcast and you want to be a Bingetown homie, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bingetown TV. We have two tiers, Bingetowny and Bingetown homie. Tier one is just a dollar or two if you want to support the pod, but tier two is where all the exclusive content comes exclusive episodes, exclusive interviews with celebrities, video uncut interviews for you guys to check out. So much stuff in there. It really helps us keep the lights on. We appreciate all the support of our Patreons. Patreon.com slash TV. And I think that's it for us today, Kathleen, right? Ayo, you betcha. We are Benchtown TV, and thank you so much for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.